Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. Thanks, Pastor Josh. How are we doing, everybody? We're feeling good this morning? Come on, let's get an amen going. Someone say amen. amen. Feeling good? Packed house, this is good? Yeah, I would love that as well. Let's get up for Sue. It is mine. That's mine. I would love it as well. Thank you very much. Um, got some thieves in the house. Hallelujah. Uh, who's loving our First Responders series? They're not liking it. <laughs> well, hopefully it changes your mind this morning. Uh, why don't we wave to the people on the live stream? Give them a wave. Uh, hello. We'd love to see you. Love to see you here, wouldn't we, guys? Everyone's looking very friendly this morning. Um, I'm believing for such a move of God this morning, really. Uh, When I got asked to bring the word for this series, I thought first responders and and I was thinking about what that could mean and after listening to the amazing messages that we've had, I wanted to finish this series with encounters with the presence of God right here, right now, today. And, you know, maybe it's your first time in church and maybe it's your first time watching online as well. I really believe that even if it is your first time here, if you just open, then I believe that God wants to reveal himself to you wherever you're at, right where you're at, in the house of God. Amen? Amen. And if you've been here before, uh, strap in, because it might get a little bit uncomfortable. Because for me, I, I know that a lot of, I don't know, I'm 24. And for a lot of my Christian lifestyle, I would come to church and I would live off of a previous encounter with God so that no matter what my life was looking like at the time, I could always say, oh, but I've had encounters with God in the past that are going to get me through. And I've had this radical mindset shift um, as me and Holly are about to plant a church in Mount Barker about a daily encounter with the living God. A daily relationship. You know, like me and Holly, we're married. And we've been married for so long now, nearly, how long? 14 months. I thought it was longer than that. Anyone been long, married longer than 14 months? No one? A couple people? That's good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, imagine if we got married and then we have this amazing wedding and then we don't live together or talk together. It's like, is that, like, how does that work? It doesn't work very well. And I really truly believe that encounters, regular encounters with God help shape our relationship with Him. That an encounter with God doesn't just have to happen in the four walls of this church building, but an encounter with God can actually happen anywhere that we go because His presence dwells within us when we allow Him to come into our life. Who believes that? So who came to church this morning believing for a breakthrough? Did anyone come to the house of God believing that God can provide to you your needs? Did anyone come to the house of God this morning saying, you know, I've tried everything else, but this morning... Isn't that amazing? I know I came to receive something this morning. And I had to smack away this old thought of church is just this Christian chore that i got to tick off. Because I'm I'm a Christian, I just need to go to church and I'll just tick it off. But so many amazing things can happen when we're open to the presence of God. Amen? And do you know what's crazy? That song, that praise song at the start about your presence is an open door. We want you more like never before. Do, do we legitimately believe that this morning? Because I was literally just over there. I'm, I'm so nervous to speak all the time. I, I just like public speaking isn't my thing, right? So I'm pacing. I'm getting all nervous. And then I'm like doing the old, you know, the classic praise clap where you're just like, 
we're not the most in time church when it comes to clapping. We're all aware of that. And I, and I was doing that over there and I'm, I'm doing the old praise, like I'll just get through this. And then I look at the screen and I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm like, no, I actually want your presence like never before. Like, God, I just want you to speak to me right now. And I'm even like sensing myself getting calmer down there, sitting in his peace. We can have encounters with God all the time. Come on, who's believing for that right now? Hallelujah. Let's get into it. Um, but if it is your first time, massive welcome. But I'm going to be talking to the church folk for a little bit. Um, but don't worry, everyone's going to be involved in this morning, which is super exciting. So I just want to open up with a question to you. Is your first response to Jesus your daily response to Jesus? Let me explain. The first time you had an encounter with God or an experience with Jesus or you got awoken to, to his presence or you, or you started believing for the first time or you allowed him to come into your life, maybe it happened in this room, maybe it happened when you are a teenager, Maybe it happened on your 30th birthday, whenever it happened that you came into a relationship with Jesus. Can you just remember that right now? Remember your response to that. Is that your daily response to Jesus? My message this morning is called Daily First Responders. Having our first response to the presence of God, not just being a memory but something that creates momentum in our life to hunger and thirst after the presence of God on a daily basis. Is your first response to Jesus your daily response to Him? This morning, if I can summarise my message, and I, I, I'm always like, please take notes. But this morning, I just literally just want you to be open. And if taking notes is distracting, that's okay. We've got YouTube. You can check it out after. Um, but this is how I want to describe my message, if I can summarise it. How do we take our first response and turn it into a daily response for Jesus? In September last year, so I was 23, and me and Holly would amping up to plant this church, and we started doing little gatherings with our team and all that sort of stuff. It was super exciting, but it was the month before we started. And I remember that... I was in the car and I'm freaking out because, uh, like, I just freak out all the time. And I was in the car and we're going, to, I was driving on the freeway and I'm praying to God. I'm praying to him about my life. I'm praying to him about the church. I'm praying to him about Holly, about friends, about everything. And then as I'm praying, I felt God, like, just rest in the car. It's a Ford, by the way. So people are probably like, you had an encounter with God in a Ford? <laughs> I'm not a car guy. Sue me. And then I was, I was having this encounter with God. And then as I'm listening to this worship music, I'm starting to pray. I'm starting to really sense the presence of God in my Ford. I know, pretty unbelievable. And as I'm speaking to God, I just started saying this prayer. I said, God, with this church, with anything in my life, I refuse to lead somebody somewhere that I'm not willing to go myself. And my prayer was that. I don't want to lead people places I'm not willing to go myself. And then, you know when you like stumble into this revelation with God? And then out of nowhere, he just starts convicting you on certain things. Well, that was happening. I'm, I'm driving and I was like, well, God, do I trust you? We've been saving up for a house. If you were to ask us to give all of our money away, would I trust you with that? Like, if I'm telling people to be generous, like, am I willing? And I remember, like, being in the car and I'm going, I'm actually responding right now to Jesus. But at the start, it was more of a reaction. I was reacting to him because I wasn't prepared to 
have a, have a method of responding to Jesus. I was just reacting. And then I had to realize something that I need to be in a posture of responding to him everywhere I go, every single day, in the morning, when it's hard, good days, bad days. I need to be willing to respond to the presence of God so that when he challenges me, I'm not going to react, I'm going to respond. That I'm not going to freak out or get anxious, I'm going to understand that I've been given a mind of peace and a sound mind, that I need to be able to respond to what he's doing in my life. Then, get this, just passing Callington and... I was passing Callington and I started to feel this overwhelming sense of gratitude. I'm like, okay, God is asking us, these freaky weird people, to start a church. And then I started getting all this thankfulness and I'm, I'm in awe in my car, in a Ford. And I'm thinking, not only am I so grateful for Jesus wanting to use us, you're literally, your presence is in my car right now. The creator of the universe. You are speaking to me. Your presence is here. I, I, Lord, this is ridiculous. And then I turn the volume up and I'm just praising. And I'm like having this wonderful Jesus, happy, clappy time in my car. Both hands are on the wheel. And I'm, I'm like so just filled with this awe. And then get this. As I'm just still driving, I literally got taken back to the first time when I was 15 in Sterling. I got the exact same feelings. I had the same awe. I had the same feeling of gratitude. I had the same thankfulness. And I'm thinking, I'm 23 years old in my car. I was 15 years old in a Sterling Church conference hall. And I'm having the same response to the living God right now. So I made this decision. I want to have a daily response to Jesus. I don't want to just live off of my first encounter with him. I don't want to just live from encounter to encounter when there are events or in this church building. But no, I want to have a daily response with a living God. Can I get an amen? Are you open to respond? Or have you not been prepared that you might react? That you might run away, you might get scared. But this morning, I want to remind some people, he is the God of miracles. He is the God of restoring. He is the God of peace. He is the God of comfort. He is the God of strength. That his presence is here right now. Are you open? Are you ready? Are you expectant to respond to him? And here's something that I've found. When it comes to expecting encounters from God, I believe that this can happen. We can get so caught up in reacting to our flesh desires that we rarely respond to our spirit desires. The whole crux of my message is basically, if Jesus is so good, if his presence is amazing at a conference or in a church building, then why do we find ourselves so attracted to the things of the world? Why do we fall away? Why do we go to certain things? And as I'm preparing this message, I found these scriptures in, and once again, having an encounter in the shed. We literally live in a shed and I'm having an encounter with God. And I'm thinking to myself, we are literally in the middle of a pandemic right now. I want to be able to tell my kids, tell my grandkids that nothing could separate me. Like nothing can separate his love from me. I want to make sure that my kids know that I'm staying in the faith because I love him. I don't just love the things that I get from him, but I love him. I love his presence. Ephesians 4.22, it says this, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self. Someone go, uh huh which is being corrupted in accordance, in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you may be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self. Someone say amen. amen. 
which in the likeness of God has been created in the righteousness and holiness of truth. That our flesh needs to decrease and our spirit needs to increase. If we want regular encounters with God. In Acts 17, it says this. Literally, the Bible literally says this, that God wants us to seek and find him, although he is not far away from us. That even though he's close, we still need to seek and hunger and desire to be in his presence. When's the last time that we did that? Or are we living off a past encounter? I literally remember we were about to take on the youth ministry and I hadn't had one of those moments for so long, but I remember when I was 15 and I was holding on to that and I'm like, no, no, no. His presence is here. I need to desire it. I need to hunger again. I need to get close to him again. I need to draw in. I need to draw close. It says in the word that when we draw near, he draws near to us. That even though he's close, we still need to seek hunger and desire after him. So here's my first thought. I know I said not to write notes, but if you want, you can literally do it, okay? My first thought is this. One encounter alone cannot carry your relationship with God. I'm going to say that again. One encounter alone cannot carry your relationship with God. In 1 Chronicles, it says this. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Look to the Lord. Seek his face. Seek his ways. Seek his direction. Sometimes. Oh, when you're young. Oh, man, the, the youth are so passionate. We'll leave all that stuff to the youth. Oh, when you're at a conference, then you're really, like, jazzed up. Oh, when you're doing your 21 days of fasting and your devotional, then seek his face. I don't actually think it says that. That's what it says in our translations, but what it says in the Word of God says, look to the Lord and see his face always, all the time, which means not just on occasions, not just living off of once, but all the time. Come on, do we want to be a people that seek the face of God all the time? I don't, want to, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to rely on my flesh desires. I want to seek the face of God all the time, when it's hard, when I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. In fact, even in those moments, I want to seek his face even more. Always, all the time, not just living off of a once-off encounter. Someone say amen. amen. In Luke 9, it says that, um, like Jesus literally tells us, to deny our flesh, take up our cross daily. And that doesn't mean that maybe for some people, God answered a prayer in 2009. And you're holding on to that. And since then, you haven't sought his face as much because it already happened. Or maybe in 1974, there was a move of God and you were in the room and you sought his face so hard. But ever since then, you haven't turned back. You haven't postured yourself to seek his face daily. Or when we get those good feelings at a Christian conference. But we can't live off of those once-off encounters, but respond to him daily. Spend time with him. Be open to his presence. Be open to the leading and guiding of his presence and allow ourselves to be, to be made new every single day. This is my, my favourite verse in the Bible. If I can get it chucked up on the screen, it's Psalm 84 verse 10. 
This is literally my favorite verse in the, in the whole Bible. It says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand days elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Isn't that amazing? Does anyone know who wrote this? King David. David, probably. Yeah, David. Do you think that that is what happened in his life? Man, he made some mistakes. He was not only dwelling in those tents, he was putting them up. He was, there was a lot of wicked stuff in David's life, right? But David isn't just saying, okay, if I just get one day of your presence in your courts, that'll do me, then I'll leave. I'll go to dwell in the tents of the wicked. What this is trying to highlight is, his, if I can get it up again, his desire, his whole desire is to say, look, Better is one day in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper, which back in the day was a servant's job, which is basically to lay outside of the gate and just keep watch. I would rather just observe. I would rather, even if I'm just outside, I would rather just be that close in your house, in my God's house and dwell outside without your presence. Isn't that amazing? That one encounter can change so much. Imagine if we have access to that every single day, which we do through his presence. Come on, are you thankful this morning that we serve a God whose presence travels with us, that goes with us? Come on, who's thankful this morning? I know that I'm filled with so much gratitude right now, even just talking about my God, that he wants to dwell with me. That we are the church, that it's not a Christian chore, but we are the house of the presence of God. He dwells within us. My second thought is this. If we are not responding to Jesus daily, we are giving in to our flesh daily. Well, I'm going to say that one more time for the people online. If we are not responding to Jesus daily, we are giving in to our flesh daily. You've probably heard me say this before, but you cannot serve your father and your flesh simultaneously. You can't do it. One always wins. It's like, oh man, I've got this desire to get into my word, but man, I really want to binge Netflix for 12 hours right now. You, you can't do both. And I can't read literally very well at all. But imagine like trying to read the Bible and then watch whatever you're watching on Netflix. It just doesn't work. And that's a stupid example, but we can't actually serve the Father fully and our flesh at the same time. We can't do it. But if we are not responding to Jesus daily, guess who we're responding to? Ourselves. Our cravings, our desire, our flesh desire. If it's your first time or if you don't know, what, what Jesus is talking about with the flesh is what we want. The things of our human condition, what we think that we should deserve, what we want to go after. Now, my wife, very, actually, can I get you up here? Here, you stand over there because you're taller than me because you're wearing heels. <laughs> um, get this, right? Look at her. Just observe her. Very, very nice looking human, right? And I thought that she is, actually, you're very normal. In fact, if you know us, you know that she is like the normal one out of us two and she kind of like balances out all my weird stuff. Um, like, it's ridiculous, hey? Who would agree with that? And she really does. <laughs> I feel attacked. But that's Okay. And, you know, I look at her, I think, you're just the epitome of normal. Can't go wrong. And, like, I actually have this belief where if you don't like her, something's wrong with you, not her. That's just a fact. Like, is that fair to say that? Like, because I like you a lot. But get this. 
Mrs. Normal over here does some weird things. And I'll tell you one of them. So it was one of our first dates, I reckon. And we went to Subway, as you do. And um, so we go to Subway. But it was a drive through Subway in Adelaide, which is pretty cool. But we decided to go in. Anyway, I'm getting really distracted. We, we went to Subway together when we were dating. Um, I know all these boyfriends, these fresh boyfriends, just writing down notes like, you need to take her to Subway. It works. It literally works. We're in Subway. We're lining up. I do what any gentleman should do. And I said, you go first. So she went first. And if you know me, I said I'm a bit strange. But I'm, I get weirdly obsessed with things that don't matter. Like, it's just the stupidest thing. I don't know why I do it. But I'm really obsessed with my Subway order. I think I have the best Subway order on the planet. Possibly in the Southern Hemisphere. I think it's... I, and I'll tell you what it is in a second. Holly goes first. I'm thinking, look at normal Holly ordering a normal Subway. And the, the lady was like, what bread? And she's like, six-inch Italian herbs and cheese. Pretty good. Then she orders the turkey, the cold-cut turkey. I'm thinking, that's a little bit weird. But that's okay. No cheese, by the way. No cheese. Toasted. Okay? Do we know what Subway is? You're looking at me like I'm talking about... Put your hand up if you know what Subway is. Thank, thank the Lord. So you're going to know how weird this is going to get. She goes over to the salads. She gets, sal- she gets salad. <laughs> she gets lettuce, which is good. Can't go wrong with that. She gets red onion. Not that, not that weird. Then she gets pickles. Beetroot. Okay, bit strange. Capsicum. Bit of a bit of a. So, obviously, the natural reaction was I'm appalled. Like I'm, I'm literally. Sh- you can sit down, by the way. I don't know why you're. <laughs> but I thought like I was just bullying you just then. I honestly love you, but very odd order. And I'm li- like, I think I was visibly like gobsmacked. And then I'm just like, what the heck is wrong with you? Um, watch this. And this is my order. Are you ready? Write this down. Footlong Italian herbs and cheese. Chicken classic. Fresh. Old English cheese. Little bit of lettuce. Little bit of spinach, just for the texture. Carrot. Little bit of red onion. Three cucumbers. Three cucumber slices. You need to be very specific. Like, after church, I want to see us in Subway ordering this. It's literally amazing. Then a lot of sweet onion, and then a little bit of garlic aioli, pinch of salt and pepper. You're welcome. Anyway, I paid for mine and hers, and we sat down in Subway. It was a very beautiful day, and I said, what is wrong with you, you weirdo? Taste my Subway. It will change your life. And she's like, oh, look, I'm okay with my creation here but she took a bite of mine and she's never gone back to the old sub right come on let's give him praise right now (laughs) apart from there's been a couple times when we were dating she would call me we would talk because we lived about an hour and a half away so we wouldn't see each other all that much and I'd be like what'd you do today love and she's like oh went to subway I'm like oh how was my order and she's like I didn't have that much time so I just went back to my original sub (laughs) and I'm thinking what is wrong with you you've tasted greatness And then you went back. But hey, get this. I'm getting to the Jesus stuff, don't worry. (laughs) This is what we can do. If we're not in a place of responding daily to the presence of God, we get a glimpse of his goodness. We get the things that we 
We get the tingles. Things go right in our life because the presence of God is there, which is amazing and we love it and it's awesome. But then we slip back into comfort, familiarity, old ways, even if it's nowhere near as good as what Jesus can offer us. Why do we do this? Why do we keep falling for the things of our flesh when the things and the desires of heaven are so, so, so good? It's because sometimes we don't actually have a daily response to the presence of God. Sometimes we can fall back to our flesh. Sometimes we live off of one encounter with God and we think that's going to be okay. But do you know that you have access to the presence of God every single day, on your best day, on your worst day, in your car, in a Ford? I'm telling you, you can. And it's here right now. His presence is here dwelling among us, dwelling inside of you right now. You cannot follow Jesus in your flesh fully simultaneously. There was a guy in the Bible called Peter. Everyone say Peter. Well, some people say that's okay. And he was a mighty man of God. And in the Bible, Jesus says, uh, Jesus actually gave Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That's crazy. Think about that. That'd be big keys. And then... (laughs) Anyway. Gets a kingdom of... Keys, kingdom of heaven. Awesome. Great guy. He is, actually. And then... But then get this. Did you know that Peter, the same guy with the keys to heaven denied Jesus publicly three times. Do you know that? But I'm actually going to tell you who he denied Jesus to because I find that really, really interesting. If we can have Luke 22:54 up. Look, look who Peter denies following Jesus to. Can you, you see that behind me? Oh, let's keep going. Oh, Jesus is being led away. Um, Got him brought into the high priest's house, and Peter was following at a distance. Go next. Uh oh, I didn't give you all of it, did I? <laughs> anyway, just listen to my voice right now. <laughs> Peter was following at a distance, and when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter said among them, right? Oh, sorry. Peter sat amongst them. Not very good fluent reader. Next line. Then a servant girl. Seeing him as he sat in the light, looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know him. Then a servant girl challenged Peter if he was following Jesus. And Peter denied knowing Jesus to a slave. Because we hear all the time about all the amazing things that Peter does, which is awesome which is all true. But then we hear that he denied Jesus. But do we know the details? Even more interesting that Peter was walking around with Jesus and Jesus was raising people from the dead. There were miracles happening left, right and center. He was seeing amazing things that Jesus could do for people. Jesus did amazing things for Peter. He was accepted. He was loved. There was all this amazing stuff that Jesus was doing for Peter right in front of his eyes. But Peter denies Jesus to a servant girl. Back then, why would anybody care what a servant would think about their opinion? Why would anybody care what a servant girl would think about somebody for following Jesus? Why did her opinion of him make him deny his following of Jesus Christ? He went from following Jesus to being influenced by a servant. He caved into something so low 
And I find it symbolic that, actually, actually, the one thing I sent you is right. If we can pull that up. I find it symbolic here that it says in, in Luke that Peter, it doesn't say that Peter wasn't following Jesus anymore. It says that Peter was following Jesus, but at a distance. That's what I'm talking about this morning. It's not that we're turning our back on Jesus altogether, but it's at the distance, not that daily response. Maybe, just maybe, Peter felt lower than a servant girl for not being with Jesus, that he reacted in his flesh. Oh man, I don't want them to know. What are they going to think about me? And there was that flesh reaction. But all he had to do was come back to Jesus. Peter went back to Jesus after he denied him, went to Jesus. Jesus gazed at his eyes with love and acceptance and redemption. And Peter started to weep bitterly, it says in the Word of God. He just breaks down. Even though I denied you, you love me. Even though I denied you, you will build your church on me. Even though that I denied you publicly, even though I stooped so low to the bottom of the bottom, all I had to do was respond to you and you changed everything again. Instead of reacting out of the flesh, he went back to Jesus, gazed at his face, and there was love, acceptance. And so people call it um, Peter's redemption tears. It was a tears of redemption. He's coming back to Jesus, coming back to the presence of God, gazing at his face. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but we cannot live off of one encounter alone because the flesh. It's so deceitful. And the desires of our human condition, we want stuff for ourselves all the time. And if we live off of one encounter, then our flesh is going to take us away, go to different turns, different avenues, different outlets. But if we come back to the face of Jesus this morning, say, Lord, I want an encounter with the presence of God. I know I'm in a church building right now, but I don't even need to be in the church walls right now. I can just have your presence because you love me. Because 2,000 years ago, you died for me and you sent your spirit to be with me that I can have access to you, access to the kingdom of heaven wherever I go. I don't know who needs a breakthrough this morning. I don't know what needs that you have in your life, but I know that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords wants to meet every single person here right where you're at. First responders, How about daily responders? Every day this year in 2022, we're living in a pandemic. Who knows what's going on? Who knows what's happening? But all we know is that Jesus is a sure foundation. Daily responders, man, that's got a good ring to it, I think. I'm sick of reacting out of my flesh. I'm sick of having encounters with God that leave me wrecked and weeping. And then because I'm not open and because I'm not prepared to respond to Him daily, I fall back into the flesh. I'm sick of it. I want to try. I want to be like David. Like we're going to make mistakes. We're going to stuff up. But I want to be like David saying, look, even if I can just tender to your gate, just to be near your presence, just to be in your presence, I want that so much. Got a couple questions. Then we're going to stand and I want to give us a time to respond. When is the last time that you have had an encounter with God. I know I was talking to some guys a couple of weeks ago, some of the older boys in the house, and they were like razzing me up a little bit. And they were talking about when I was running youth and I nearly killed one of their children on accident. And then, they, well, not killed, but seriously hurt. Anyway, and 
it was, it was a funny game. Probably should have explained it a little bit better. And he was like razzing me up a little bit. And he says, yeah, I remember when I was in youth and I was always down the front, always on my knees, always doing all this stuff. And I asked him if I could share this. And he's like, but I just, it's just not who I am anymore. It's like, I'm just getting older. I'm getting older. I see a lot of life. I'm doing all this stuff. And then it was so interesting because his birthday was a couple of weeks before. And I said, I literally saw a video on Facebook of you receiving a tablet, like an iPad, and you were going ballistic on your Facebook. You were jumping up and down. You were getting super excited. And I was thinking to myself, well, you physically can have a reaction to something going on in, on the inside of you. I believe that when we have an encounter with God, it doesn't matter if we're an introvert or an extrovert or what our age is, that the presence of God is not limited to the youth, that the presence of God is not limited to a conference or a camp, that the presence of God is not limited behind a veil anymore, but the presence of God is for you if it's your 70th birthday tomorrow, if it's your 13th birthday tomorrow, that the presence of God is not limited by age, it's not limited by experience, it's not limited by the things you've done wrong, it's not limited by the things you've done right, it's not limited if you're watching online right now, it's not limited if you're watching a week from now that the presence of God is here and we can access His presence right now through Jesus Christ. Are you thankful this morning? that it's not about all the things that we have to do right. It's all about us coming to the feet of Jesus and gazing at His face, always. Turning away from our flesh. I must decrease so He increases in my life this year. Maybe I'm speaking to some people in this room who's been living off of their first response to Jesus, their whole Christian walk. And maybe you're saying, no, no, Jesus didn't die to take my place to send His presence so I can live off of one in God is doing when I was 13. I want a daily reaction to what God is doing in my life. I want a daily response to His leading and His guiding in my life. Come on, I'm believing for encounters this morning. I'm believing through the Word of God, through His presence in this building right now through the agreeing of people coming together, through us lifting up the Name of Jesus, that the presence of God is going to fill you in this room, online, in your car, hopefully you're not driving, in your room, wherever you're watching this right now, that the presence of God is here right now. Maybe it's your first time here and this will be your first response. Maybe you're here and it's your first time or you're watching online, it's the first time you've heard about Jesus ever and right now might be your first time responding to Jesus. I'm, I'm so over just living by encounter, wait a couple of years, have another experience with God. I want to understand that Jesus wants to encounter me every single day. Every single day. Will we stand to our feet right now all over this place? Who's believing for a move of God right now? Come on, who's come in here with some needs? Maybe you're here right now and there's a health need in your, in your family. Maybe you've got a health condition right now. Maybe you've got a financial need that you need breakthrough in. Maybe health crises, mental health concerns, shame, guilt. Maybe your children are struggling with your children. Even just before I got up on stage, I felt in the house that there's some parents who are just, they can't sleep because they're just thinking about the mistakes that their children are making. And it's keeping you up and it's keeping you up. And maybe you're here and you're just saying, God, instead of reacting out of my flesh, I want an encounter with a living God right now. Would you fill me with your presence? Would you fill me with your love? Would you fill me possibly for the first time, but God, I'm not satisfied living off of one-time encounters. I need You. Feel me right now. Feel me. 
And today, if you're open, I want to give you an opportunity for you to encounter the living God. The King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Alpha, Omega, the one who is, the one who is to come. Resurrected Saviour. Ever-present help. Holy Spirit. Even right now, I feel His presence. Just speaking to me, I feel His presence in this room right now. I even feel specifically when I was mentioning people that attended youth or kids when they were really young. And you've been living off of that. And some things in your life have happened and you're like, okay, well, I'm doubting my relationship with God, but at least when I was 12, I had that encounter. No, no, no. The presence of God is here right now. You can experience Him right now. Would you let Him in? Would you just close your eyes all over this place? Maybe you're here. And even as I'm speaking, you just feel something. Maybe you're getting those tingles again. Maybe you're getting a feeling. Maybe you're having the Word of God just wash over you those Scriptures and you're just reminding yourself of it over and over again. And even right now, that the living God, the active and alive God is speaking, He's moving. Maybe it's conviction. Maybe you just haven't felt the love of God that gone and you want breakthrough. Maybe with those health conditions, you're even starting to feel something right now. Then what I want to do, with all their eyes closed right now, if you're here and you're saying, I want to be open to have an encounter with the living God right now, despite my age, despite my occupation, despite how long I've been a Christian, despite the things I'm doing wrong, if, you, if that's you, with both of your hands, what I want to do is I want to count to three and I want you to lift both of your hands up to heaven as a sign of being open and surrendering to the presence of God. One, two, three. You're saying, Lord, fill me right now. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we're going to give this. Oh, amen. Thank you, Lord. Fill this house right now. Come on, nice and high. You're saying, Lord, fill me. I'm not satisfied with what my flesh can give me. Lord, I need You right now, Your presence. Fill me right now. Thank You, Lord. Amen, amen. Come on, reach out to Him. We're going to give it a couple more seconds. Would you just sit in His presence? Thank You, God. you got a need. Let Him know. you got a concern. Let Him know. There's an area of breakthrough that you need in your life. Come on, right now. Yeah, thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Hands are going up all over the place. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Come on, why don't you just rest in this just for a couple of seconds. Just for a couple of seconds in the moment that you feel your flesh come in. Why don't you say, no, 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 Lord, I want to just, even if I can just sit at your gates, even if I can just be in your presence just for a little bit, I just want that. Come on, right now, just a couple more seconds. Thank you, God. Fill this house. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house, our home.